Hey, it's my life. This is Stefan, and you're listening to the show that's all about me, you, and the world around us. And, uh, you know, I'll sprinkle in a few of my stories in between, but glad you're with me. Well, in today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about getting back to normal with the coronavirus and uh, working on my podcast empire of sorts and putting all those things together as well as uh, you know doing what you love and and what you're passionate about Uh, life is short so um, you know if you can do something you enjoy every day each day of your life what a blessing and then treating people equally there are a lot of things going on right now in the world and you know especially for our kids, they're trying to make sense of it all. Well, I'm going to tell you about my experience while living in the military and how I think that experience, along with a biblical truth, helped me deal with a lot of these issues that are going on right now. So get ready, everybody. Buckle up, sit back, and enjoy. Here's what I've been realizing late of late. I'm realizing that, uh, you know, it, it, consistency is everything. I have not been very consistent with my podcasting. So I'm going to make a concerted effort to try to get at least, you know, uh, uh, two to three episodes of, hey, it's my life out on uh, in, in publication and distribution. I'm also going to make it a point to do at least one episode of the Farmer's Market podcast a week. I'm not sure exactly what day that's going to be, but um, I... I yeah. And then I, and then I want to do one episode of the Greenville Small Business Podcast a week. Slip in Fountain Inn podcast somewhere. Uh, and so 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 essentially I will have um, when when all is said and done, I will have basically in the tune of three, four, five, six, six episodes a week on four different Podcast, so I just have to figure out what's the best <laughs> best method in order to to get this done. Um, and then once I start in the production of things, then I, I, whew, having a calendar and scheduling things is not my forte. Um, that I, I will say that. And I know that sounds crazy coming from somebody that's in marketing and that has marketing calendars and all this other good stuff. But the reality of it is, life is busy. Um, and so when you take the time to try to put something together, you take the time to create something, you know, you have creation time and then you have the, the process that goes into the creation and then you have the post creation process. So there's, there's a, there's like several, there's three different phases. There's planning for creation, creation, and then post creation, which is publication for for everybody that's on social media so so i'll give you an example i watched a dance routine on tiktok actually i'm gonna try to do the dance is you know um so i I watched this couple that is on tiktok they've got huge following they're very good at what they do they dance all the time and um 
I said, you know, I, I think I can do that dance. Pretty. I mean, I may not look as good, but I think I can follow the, the, the motions and stuff. So I, I watched it, um, and then it dawned on me, and I realized, oh, this was back in April. Um, this particular video was put back out in April because they asked other dancers that were on TikTok as well as just out there following them to go ahead and do this dance and then they were going to post and do a compilation of all these dances on their uh, YouTube channel Um, and I'm not sure if they did it on TikTok or not but so anyway great video Uh, all these different people doing that same dance over and over again with their own little flair and flavor and video skills and I just thought it was really cool But it just made me think in terms of preparation, planning and preparation, process, the creation, and then publication and promotion. Uh, Maybe there's four phases. So you got planning, production, publication, promotion. I mean, it's four different things you've got. Um... So, and, and that made me think about my own podcasting, um, you know, industry, uh, company, if you, if you will. It made me think about all the different things that I have to do in order to plan and prepare for each individual podcast episode within the podcast uh within the podcast itself. So you have episodes, you have segments within episodes, episodes within podcasts, podcasts within networks, and then you have all four of those phases of planning, pub, uh, pro, uh, production, publication, promotion. The four P's. It's a different set of four P's. I know in marketing you have different. Four, you have four P's. It's a price, pr- uh, product, price, pr- uh, pr- product, price. What I forget. Publishing? No, I forgot the four P's. Maybe it's the five P's. R- regardless, you you know what I'm talking about. Um, so it's a it's a different set. It's um uh. uh it's, it's, you know, I, I have come to realize in market, there's a ton of stuff you can do. Um, and so what you have to figure out is what you're good at, or you know what, it's not even what you're good at. It's what you're passionate about. You know, that's really, you know, what it comes down to. Cause you'll spend countless hours doing things. Oh, by the way, the four P's, I, I did look it up real quick. It's product, price, promotion, place, placement, which, you know, if you really think about this, the only thing I was missing was my price. You know, I have product, which is the production promotion. I did mention promotion place would be publication. And then, you know, instead of price, I had planning because I think that's huge because you can't, you can't, you can't really do all of this marketing stuff without planning it out first. It'll it'll run you ragged. So, so anyway, I, I think about all the things that I have done in my career, and I have virtually done a ton, a ton of different marketing strategies, uh, techniques, 
I have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars, not my own money, but other people's money doing Google AdWords. I have spent tens of thousands of dollars uh, doing social media campaigns. I have spent millions, I'm not kidding you, millions of dollars in direct mail campaigns. I have done... um, In terms of print, I have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in print publication and dealing with printers and doing, you know, 15,000, 20,000 catalogs. I have been uh, the lead and uh, the lead graphic designer slash production person when it comes to putting catalogs together, everything from uh, photo shoots product photo shoots to writing copy press releases website design oh my gosh i mean i has probably spent a ten, if not tens of thousands maybe close to hundreds of thousands of dollars in website design work um I, I, I have spent a lot of money and time and, and really understanding what works and what doesn't work. So to say I don't know something about marketing uh, would, be, uh, would be just a huge, huge mistake. I do know a lot, but what I have found out is without a team, you know, I, I love creative agencies. I really love them because they have teams that are dedicated specifically to one of those strategies or tool sets, or they can focus in on um, social media advertising on Facebook. Bam. Okay. They don't have to focus on anything else. Social media advertising on Facebook. Just know the Facebook ad platform inside and out. Know their rules, know their regulations, you you know, creative Facebook ad placement manager, whatever you want to call them, producer, that's your job. You know everything there is to know about Facebook advertising. That's one person, one person inside of a digital agency um, or marketing agency that has to know that. So now you add, you know, more. So now you need to know Twitter or let's do Instagram or LinkedIn. Okay, so now you, you, you take that social media person and you say, okay, now I need you to know LinkedIn inside and out. You've just given that person more work. Great, and they may know a lot, but chances are they're not going to know as much as somebody that's just dedicated to one specific social media channel, social media channel. So I give all the credit to agencies that can develop teams like that because it is a huge benefit. It's huge because when I was working as a director of marketing in television, uh, this is pre-social media. Okay. Uh, you had to worry about one thing and that was, you know, your, your on or your online, listen to me, your, um, on camera, Uh, and all of your broadcast creative products. Basically, your promos, commercials, lead-ins, teasers, that sort of thing. That's all you had to worry about because you controlled that channel. There were no... uh, Facebook did not exist when I was in television um, some years ago. It came to exist while I was at the tail end of my television career. And so you had to rapidly learn that. So what did they do? They forced anybody that knew anything about digital and website. They kind of forced them to learn as the the different verticals um, 
uh, started gaining traction. So the the big push on television was push to the website, push all your video content to the website, and then there was a bandwidth issue. And then it was, oh, you've got to learn Google Ads, you've got to learn Google Search, you've got to learn this, you've got to learn that, because we need all that stuff. And you had a dedicated one-person web guy that was pushing all of that content onto the web. I remember when I was working at WIS and live streaming was the big thing. And we it was tough to live stream because of the bandwidth. I mean, just couldn't couldn't pump it out. Um, so that's all changed now, completely changed. And, and I guess my point in saying this is, is I have done everything imaginable that you can think of. The behind the scenes of, of building a website, understanding structure, understanding SEO, understanding linking and tagging when it comes to uh, doing digital ads. I've done all of that. I have done uh, infinite number of social media campaigns, email campaigns. I think I spent over hundreds of thousands of dollars doing email. And, and Email and, and text messaging now, and I've done text messaging as well. Uh, the cheapest way to get a message to your customers, hands down. However, <laughs> and I say kind of tongue-in-cheek, I have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars implementing systems and paying for systems to be able to, to get you to that point. And I mean, what I mean by that is, is understanding funnels, understanding campaigns, understanding drip campaigns, understanding your customer enough to know when they make a decision off of your email that you are sending them down a path that they want to go down, not that you're forcing them down, but what they want to do. And you're giving them information, content, uh, offers, uh, products, information that is geared toward them. Totally different model from when it when email first started out. So, and, and I digress, but I am talking about a lot of different things. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing to me. I mean, it is my life. Um, I mean, hey, it is, it's my life. With everything that's going on, I'm so glad to see that digital marketing has made it... Um, it has become a a uh, a huge huge thing in terms of your business model and so the covid-19 situation with the quarantine has changed the the game for those who can do things online uh and now it's with webinars and video conferencing and, and streaming and all this other good stuff so but the 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 core of what it is 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 still about um capitalism about making a purchase. So I, I try to keep, uh, oh, my screen just went out. It doesn't keep me from talking. Um, I try to stay informed. I try to stay in the loop of a lot of different changing things. And and I say changing things because it's, it's, you know, it's always good to have a refresher um, when you're doing marketing. It's always good to re- either learn something new or reinforce what you're currently doing. Um so I, I just recently got off of a one hour, it was a free webinar by a marketing company, an agency, um, and they follow a very similar model that a lot of agencies do is they have some lead, um, usually it's a CEO or president that creates a book product and then they promote that book. But part of the promotion of the book is understanding and, and divvying it up for training 
that you can sell. So you've got a book, it's got information in it. You take that information out, you create a course. The course, you can uh, you can do free webinars based upon the information that you're providing in the book, which is part of the course, which is something free you give to somebody to you know, promote the fact that you have this knowledge. So I learned a few new things about website design and website content that I didn't know, or I was, not that I didn't know, I was living by an old set of rules. And so when I say when I I try to stay current um, with the changing uh, uh, information, the changing attitudes towards consumers online. Um, So marketing is fun because it's always changing and you never know what's going to work the second time, the third time. So it's and you have to react. So marketing is a reaction sport. (laughs) Not really a sport, but you know what I mean. So I I tried to stay ahead of that curve. And, and by doing that, and I, I know it sounds like I'm rambling, but I'm really not. Um, I, I started out this conversation talking about what I focus on. And then I, I, led, I led you down a, a trail of everything I have done. And so I'm very well versed in various formats of marketing and marketing tools, tool sets, strategies, everything you can think of. Um, and I have learned that I can't do it all. As a consultant, as a marketing person, as one person, I cannot do it all. I'd love to be able to do it all, but I just can't. So then I start to dissect, well, what do I want to do? What do I really, really want to focus in on? I, I, and, and I mentioned the dancing earlier. Um, I like dancing. I do. I'm not the greatest dancer. Just, just not. My daughter, my oldest daughter, she's a great dancer. But I know she has she she has to practice and and continue to practice if she wants to stay good. I, I don't want to continue to practice. I like to learn dances and then move on, you know. But there's something about the my voice that I I could probably talk to people uh, long into the night. Um, I do have a tendency to talk too much, and so I have to shut myself up. And sometimes I, I just like to be quiet and listen to my thoughts, listen to other people. And this is a great opportunity to take a little bit of break. And when we come back, I'll tell you a little bit more about my thought processes in terms of um, what I like to do and how I go about doing it. What I really like to do is I like to talk to people about their lives. I like to talk to people about what they do. Um, I, I like to know what how people tick. And I know that sounds weird, but it you know I I go back to this every every once in a while. There were there was a time when I was in college, and I I think I mentioned this to my you know we had sweet mates back in college that. It had nothing to do with being sweet. It had everything to do with that's what they called it, you know, where you have uh, two two beds in one room. You shared a sink, and then you you shared a bathroom with the other room that was next door. Um, you kind of had a walkway, and you shared the shower and the toilet. And then the the other two people had their own separate beds. So anyway, you had four people in a quote unquote suite, and. 
I remember sharing this with my uh, my roommates at the time, and I said, you know, you know, we all we all have. I feel like we're living our story, you know, like we all have a story, and we're living that story. And I said, what, you know, and I looked at the mirror and I said, what if on the other side of the mirror is really who we are and we're just a reflection of that? Now, I know that got really deep, um, but I, I guess in one way of looking at it, it's like the mirror, you know, is, is the reflection, is your story that is giving you your story. So I like to think of it in terms of, you know, what is the story behind you? What's the story behind your business? What's the story behind your life? Uh, I, you know, I believe every life counts, whether it's an animal, whether it's a, a vegetable. Life is life. I mean, it is, you know, it, it is valuable. And I believe humans are innately given a, a, a greater gift in that we get to know um, our creator at, on a different level than, let's say, a rabbit or a deer or a horse or a cow. Not to say that life isn't, as va- isn't valued, but I think God has given us the ability as humans to understand and to, and to, to process, you know, thoughts and to process f- and, and have emotion and to fall in love and to fear things differently and to, and to uh, have, have compassion. And I, so, so I, I place human life on a different caliber than other life, animal life, plant life. And so when you look at human life, I go, you know, I, every person has a story and your story is interwoven with another person person another you know unless you live on an island like um you know on castaway the movie castaway where he was you know literally stranded on an island and had to live by himself i mean he he even had to create personas to survive um so i think every person has a story and it that story is interconnected with another story if you are a parent and you have children you know exactly what i mean if you're obviously if you're the son or daughter of a parent then you know exactly what i mean family families are essential to life human life communities are essential to families which are essential to individuals and essential to human life. So everybody you come in contact with, whether it's the cashier or it's the, you know, the, 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 um, heck, it could be anybody, uh, the, the waiter, the drive through attendant, um, your, your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, you, you get the idea. Everybody you come in contact with is a part of your story in some way. And some of us tend to stay, you know, uh, we, we try to keep our story tight as like, uh, like I, you know, say on, on, and I mean, keep it tight, meaning keep it close, 
keep it keep it you know keep your your area of influence your friends you keep it tight you know when social media first broke out i remember everybody was liking everybody and and then you start to go oh shoot man i got two thousand people following me on facebook i don't know these people why did i even why did i even accept their invitation and then you start weeding it i still see it today you used to the posts where people say uh something to the effect of um they say, well, uh, I'm cleaning up my Facebook profile and please remind me of how you and I have connected over the years and how we have been involved in each other's life. And please, I mean no disrespect, but I may, I'm trying to limit the number of people that have close contact to me. Whatever, whatever. I get it. Okay. I don't have a whole lot of people in my follower thing. I just don't because I, I, I don't need it. I don't necessarily want a lot of different people that I don't really have contact with knowing my personal life. Those of you who are my friends on Facebook, it's because I've, I've some way through the years or somehow we've connected in, and it's, it's not even a connection of we went to patch high school or we went to college together. We've connected like there's a connection. I, I can't explain it. It's kind of like when um, I, I tell people all the time, I said, my brothers, I have three brothers, three brothers and one sister. OK, no matter when I see them, I feel like I just saw them two days ago and we can just pick up a conversation and not even blink an eye. You guys know what I'm talking about. OK, we don't have to call each other every day. We don't have to text message every day. But when we see each other or when we want to reach out, it's like we we never stop the conversation. Like it's no big deal. Like you don't have to be formal to um, to pick up a conversation. So that's how I feel about connecting on social media. And so when I say you keep it tight, when your story is tight, you, you have a good grasp of who you are and what what you're doing. When, when my, my, now my oldest son is like this, he has a ton of people that he knows, but he has a close group of people that are tight with him. And that's his that if you were to ask those people, they would know more about my son than probably everybody else in his uh, in his circle of in his community okay, of all the people he knows. So and that's what I mean. Um, and, and so when you when you run across people, this is why I always tell my sons and my and, and I tell my children, I say, look, just treat people like you want to be treated. That's it. That's it. It's very simple. It doesn't matter who they are, where they came from. It doesn't matter if they're poor, they're rich. It doesn't matter if they're tall or short like myself. You know, it doesn't matter if they're fat or skinny. It doesn't matter. You know, color of their skin, irrelevant. I mean, you recognize differences. Like, I know this person's 40 pounds overweight. I get it. They're struggling. I get it. They don't, or maybe they don't want to lose weight. I don't care. But I get it. They're big. They're skinny. They're smart. I mean, you know a smart person when you meet them. I mean, you just, you know, right? Um, so, yeah, what I tell them is treat people like you want to be treated. You want to treat people like crap? Expect to be get expect to be treated like crap. You want to treat people um, like kings and queens? Expect to be treated like kings and queens. I mean, it's very simple. Um, a smile goes a long way. I know... You know, many of you probably don't know, but I grew up in the military. Um, well, you, if you listen to this podcast, you realize that I've I, I've told you a little bit about my army brat life. Um, I 
The one thing I love about living in the military, or the one thing I did love about living in the military, we were all in the same boat. Do you know? I mean, at least that's how I felt. I always felt we were in the same boat. Like, we, our football team sucked. I mean, let's face it. We had some good athletes, but our football team did not do very well. But when we won, we celebrated together. And that's, that's another, so I, we were all in the same boat on the football t- on the football field. We were on the same boat. Black, white, skinny, fat, fast, slow, powerful, weak. We were all on the field together. And we had to, everybody on the team had to contribute as best they could. And not everybody contributed equally, but we did, we worked together to try to accomplish a goal. And that's kind of how I feel like in the military, everybody, you know what? Yeah, your dad's a colonel. Okay, my dad's a sergeant. Your dad's a you know um, you know your 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 dad's a um, a captain. My dad's you know an E six or another sergeant. Anyway, E seven, master sergeant, whatever. Your dad's enlisted. Your dad's you know um, an officer. I get it. We were different people, but we were all working for the same goal. So. Anyway, that and that's what I tell people all the time. So, long story made longer. Um, I try to focus in on what I know best and what I do. So I'm going to really hone in and try to focus in on telling people's story through digital marketing. The best way I know how, where if I spend 20, 30 hours straight doing it, I won't feel like it's work. It will be work, but it won't feel like it. And that's how you're going to know that you're going to get 100% from from this guy. Because I will spend a, a lot of time and energy doing something I'm passionate about, about getting right for you as a business so that your story can be heard that you can tell and communicate that you can use to sell your products and services. The the worst thing you can have is a product or service that nobody knows about. What the, you're, you're, that's the worst thing you can do as a business owner, have a product or service that nobody knows about. So what I'm, my goal is, is very simple is to, to, to speak with and to talk with as many business owners managers, presidents, workers, uh, about their business, about what they do, what makes them tick, why they do it. And in the process, not only will I learn about that individual, I'll learn about that company and I'll learn as you will learn, um, what makes them tick and, and what makes them operate. And I think we're all going to learn a little bit. So I, you know, again, I am so sorry. This is again, Hey, it's my life. Uh, listen to it, love it, hate it. It doesn't matter. Uh, with everything that's going on, you know, we're it's crazy. COVID. I mean, what do we? We had an impeachment. We had uh, COVID nineteen. The shutdown of the economy. Now we have you know um, the the Black Lives Matter movement. We have an election coming up, and all of this stuff is happening. And guys, don't let it tear up the country. Think, think, think before you act. That whole Chaz autonomous thing that's happening up in the, the northwest part of the country, that's crazy. 
but it's happening and people are allowing it to happen. So before you act, think. And what I would stress is before what you should think about is how would you like to be treated? Treat people how you would like to be treated. And that goes for government, that goes for city officials, that goes for your neighbor, that goes for, you know, if you want to be left alone, leave other people alone. Very simple. You want people to smile at you? Smile at people. You want people to be nice? Be nice. I mean, you want people to be mean to you? Be mean to people. It's very simple. Actually, I think there's a physics principle that that deals with that. What is it? Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. I think that's physics. That could be chemistry. I'm not sure. Um, But anyway, it's definitely a, a, a psychological theory for sure. So anyway, guys, my name is Stefan. You've been listening to this podcast, and I appreciate all your time, your support, your energy. Um, I look forward to talking with you a little bit more about what some of the things we got going on here at the farm, as well as what we have. I'm going to adjust this just a little bit, and what as 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 and as well as some of the things that we have going on in business. And uh, it's just you know what, it's a great time to be alive. And, and don't let that. That, I mean, don't let everything else that's going on in the world affect the idea that you are blessed, you are God's creation, and you are alive, breathing alive. Put that in your pipe and smoke it for just a little bit, but not too long, because I believe smoking causes cancer, just like everybody says on the cigarette packages. But anyway... Who does? Who doesn't like a cigar every once in a while? Anyway, all right, I'll leave that be, um, guys. Thanks again for listening. My name is Stefan, and I'm out. <laughs>